0: Hello and welcome to Stinger Madness, uh, corona number seven. I'm your host, Justin. With me are always Sam and Jackie. Sam's coming in remote again from Takaria Studio 70. 70- 69.
1: <laughs> it's Takaria it's Studio B. Thank oh, you
0: very much. Well,
2: <laughs> so we still got the salsa can, is what you're saying.
1: Yeah. I'm so proud of it's, you. It's uh, apparently really more of a microphone stand than it is a salsa jar at this point.
0: You know, I don't know <laughs> if we ever asked, is there actually salsa in it?
1: Yes, it's completely unopened. <laughs> it's sealed still.
2: <laughs> some unloved salsa. <laughs> no, he loves it. He looks at it every time that we're on this podcast, and he's like, I love you, salsa, if I only had some chips.
0: But Yeah, but then, you know, it would ruin everything. Uh. Here we are, week seven of doing Corona-sodes. I want to start out by asking everybody what they're drinking. Sam, what's on the table?
1: Uh, Strawberry seltzers.
0: Oh.
1: (laughs) Is that... Do do they have booze? Well, you know, they're Bud Light seltzers. Oh, okay.
0: Ooh, thank God. The Bud Light seltzers. I would be very curious to know if any of the uh, listeners have... uh, delved into the Bud Light Seltzers because they've really kind of taken over both of the studios. Uh, I am not drinking them. I'm drinking red beers, uh, my favorite beer of choice. I don't know if I've ever talked about red beers on the podcast before, but if you've never had a red beer, it's cheap beer, uh, preferably garbage beer that, like, white trash drinks and is very cheap. And then you dump a bunch of V8 in it, and it tastes neither like V8 nor like beer. It's one of those really weird things. Try it at home. Jackie, what are you drinking?
2: I'm drinking uh, rum and Coke again. Rum and Coke. I'm on my third one. Uh Uh-oh. But I'm going to agree with Sam that, um, yeah, so the the timer has already been ticking, my friends. But uh, I agree with Sam that I really like the Bud Light Seltzers. Yeah, I think they're fucking delicious, and I love the strawberry ones. You got a little burned out on them, but Sam is not
0: getting burned out on them.
2: Yeah, I've had to switch over to uh, rum and rum and tab. Okay, let's, let's not lie. Justin bought me tab this week, and he had to go into this, the coronavirus store That's to get it. Soft. And I was like, oh, ah! and I kissed the can when I found it in the fridge. and I was so fucking excited because I love tab, but you can't fucking order it for grocery pickup.
1: So what you're saying is that you had to put the brakes on the seltzer so that you could switch it up to severe alcoholism? (laughs) Uh, Yes. My my grandpa drank Tab and vodka.
0: Oh. Oh. We should try that.
1: Maybe I should try that. I Um, I don't like it. I talked her out of vodka
0: soda (laughs) last night because I was like, that sounds terrible. So maybe it's not that bad. I don't know. I'd go for it. I put uh, brandy in my coffee earlier today. So people make fun of me for putting anything in my coffee but you got to booze it up a little bit
2: uh i put vodka in my coffee earlier to get me over the uh the hump
0: (laughs) and it worked pretty good
2: the two o'clock hump (laughs) um i had some carrot cake and uh some vodka coffee and man i ripped through some shit like it it re-energized me like nobody's business maybe i am a fucking alcoholic (laughs) jesus christ you're
1: at work and you're in a teleconference and you're just like
2: this show is fucking boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't say anything. I'm like, I'm gonna turn off my screen and cross stitch while you all talk.
0: I mean, if if she was drunk and she did say that, would she be wrong?
1: No, that show is fucking boring.
0: Yeah, I. It, it, teleconferences are like meetings. Just suck. I guess like now all we do is have meetings because you can't work with anybody unless you have remote meetings. You can't go down the hallway and be like, Hey, Greg, where's my TPS reports? You gotta fucking zoom in to greg and be like hey greg i can see your wife wandering around and being completely weird and glaring at you because you know you haven't talked to the children in two weeks and she's stuck doing online learning with them and she hates them and she hates you and she just wants freedom yeah or you know- if
1: greg asks for the tps reports you go they're in the shared sor- server in the TPS reports folder where they're supposed to be, you seagull managing fucker.
0: How do I get there though?
1: <laughs> did you turn it on? Uh, did you turn your computer on?
0: Uh, no, I'm talking to you via telepathy.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, no, they call you on the phone. That's what they
2: do. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, call you on my the
1: phone, f- and they ask if you did you get my email? Right. Yeah, I was trying to respond to it, but you've called me on the phone now. Right.
0: Right. Oh,
2: God. My favorite was earlier today, I was on a Zoom call, mm. and uh, Justin's behind me in the kitchen making <laughs> a drink. I gave up. and, and uh, I've been, I've been trying was, to avoid her Zoom
0: meetings so hard, I don't want to be that kid that was on uh, the, the BBC stomping into the room, and because I don't wear clothes, I just wear a
2: bathrobe and have disheveled hair constantly. So, uh, you know, I'm on this call with these people I don't know, and- I can see him in the background on my screen making an alcoholic drink, so I try to move my head so that they couldn't see him. And I'm kind of thinking, like, I kind of wonder if they could see him pouring a beer and some red sauce. Uh, Fuck.
0: No, that was was the coffee brandy, and it was in a half gallon of brandy, so I was trying to be discreet, but when you're tossing around
2: a half gallon of booze, it's not that easy. I could see him making a drink, and I was trying to move my head so that he was blocked, and I'm thinking, please don't. Don't, right. don't tell my boss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but your yeah, head
1: wasn't large enough to block the half gallon squeeze
2: bottle of brandy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, I'm drinking brandy. And I'm like, Oh fucking shut up back there. Yeah.
0: And then I got drunk and I did the child stomping around from the BBC video from three years ago anyway. So whatever. Uh, should we move on to some news? Yeah, sure. Uh, this wouldn't be the same podcast if we didn't talk about uh, the tiger king. Uh, even though I would like it if this was the last time we talked about the Tiger King because I think I think I've said this before. I think America needs to move on from Joe Exotic, but I do have some news that maybe you guys heard about no they're making a feature film a biopic. will it like be in the theaters It depends on if we're all dead or not well actually- they' making
1: a a dramatization series as well for Netflix.
0: Well, maybe that's what this is. Is it going to start Brad Pitt? Nope, but we're on the right path. Sam, you want to take a guess?
1: Uh, What's-her-face from Saturday Night Live is going to be Carol Baskin.
0: Uh, Kate McKinnon. Yes. Oh! There's no fucking way, dude. Okay, this may not be the same thing. I think that they're making a feature film, and uh, they've cast somebody who, in my opinion is the only person who can play Joe Exotic and the only person who would play Joe Exotic in Ryan a serious role.
1: No. Gary Oldman.
0: Uh, no. That, okay. Uh, Gary, the guy from The Notebook. Gary Oldman could do it. Uh, the guy from The Notebook? Uh,
2: uh, he was also in that fast. Oh, yeah. Quiet guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ryan Gosling.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Cage! <laughs> what? Oh, I'm watching that if it comes out. Is he going to dye his hair blonde, do you think?
0: Well, no, he'll just put on a wig.
2: Yeah. Well, no,
0: I don't know. Could Cage do the mullet anymore, Sam, do you think?
2: No,
1: I don't think he has enough upstairs. Yeah,
0: I don't think he does either. I think it would be a skullet. hmm I'm so excited. Sam, Nick Cage is Joe Exotic. Thoughts?
1: Why not? Yeah. I don't know. I am I didn't watch the the bonus episode that they threw together because either. it was so popular because yeah, it was captivating, but when it was done mm-hmm. I about three days later I was completely fucking done with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's I I wouldn't have even brought it up if it had been Ryan Gosling or Gary Old well, I might have if it was Gary Oldman because that would be crazy. Uh but I just, you know, it's Nick Cage. We gotta talk about Nick Cage. And, you know, Absolutely. what the fuck else is he doing? <laughs> So, we got that look, to look
2: Do you to. have a, a date or a, no, a, an estimated I don't, uh, time very, frame?
0: No, Very, very, very pre-production. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody's even working. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that a little bit later.
2: I would like to throw out some random gossip then. Okay. Uh, He-Man and She-Ra, mm-hmm. and for the listeners that don't know, it is my fucking favorite from when I was a kid. Mostly She-Ra. And uh, they are remaking He-Man yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. And I saw a trailer for it where Skeletor is trying to get drunk in a human bar mm-hmm. and He-Man shows up and he and you know shit's going to go down and then they cut it off. Oh, I thought that was a, the and lead into
0: a joke like
2: Skeletor gets drunk in a bar.
0: What do you do with Uh f- then he sticks Panthro ducks.
2: on. <laughs> uh no, so I did see the trailer and I'm super impressed because they do look like the characters that are in the cartoon series okay. and it's not like that He-Man movie that we watched with Dolph Lundgren right. where Skeletor looked fucking weird. I mean, they went the extra mile, and I hope that it's like that when it releases, that the characters actually looked like um, the characters in the, in the cartoon series. Because I did do a survey <laughs> for Amazon or Netflix oh, oh, oh. or whoever the oh, fuck you, it is.
0: you partook in a survey, not did a survey
2: for. I, I did a survey for. No, that no, oh, amazing. no, I, okay. I answered the survey that Thank they you. sent about the He-Man, and the He-Man series. And I was like, you know, just do me a favor. If you're going to make this fucking thing, make them look like the cartoon characters. And then I saw the trailer probably a couple months later, uh, just recently, actually. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so fucking excited.
0: It was all you. You did that.
2: It was me. They listened to me at the Amazon or Netflix or whoever the fuck that was. Hopefully they don't make him sound like it.
1: I'll get you, (laughs) (laughs) He-Man. What happens? He says that every episode. I'll get you. And then He-Man never goes, and then what? I don't know.
0: And He-Man sounds like a a 52-year-old dad. Like, oh, well, Skeletor, that's a funny thing that you bring up about getting me.
2: (laughs) I don't know. They didn't talk in the preview. Skeletor just puts down his beer and stands up and looks at He-Man. He-Man's looking at him with a big-ass sword. And then all these fucking rednecks are like, oh, fuck, it's going down.
0: The thing you didn't like about Masters of the Universe, because it's your thing. You hate it when films budget out and just move a universe into our universe because it's so much cheaper to make. But it sounds like they're doing that again.
2: It kind of sounds like, from the preview, it kind of looked like that. But I think that I'm more in because the characters actually look like the cartoon characters, and so I'm willing to give it a go.
0: Okay. Well, we're probably gonna do it on the podcast at some point anyway, so
1: and well, you know, maybe the producers were like, on second thought, let's not go to Auturnia.
2: It's a silly place. <laughs> yeah. Uh we can't make those flying machines.
0: You're right. Right. Well they can. It's you know I mean Star Wars exists, Jackie. They can make flying machines. They who will believe a man can fly. In but a they car can't in they space? can't
2: make an Orco go in a rocket ship to earth and then spend Christmas there. And then Skeletor comes and he gives the kids coats because they're freezing to death. And uh, I'm just just talking about the Christmas special. God God damn Uh, it.
0: See uh, uh, season one Christmas special episode number two.
2: I don't know. Um, Moving on.
0: I've got, uh, I've got, uh, I got an email this week.
2: Uh, Oh, is it about the Nerf bat?
0: No, it's not listener no. feedback. I, I, if it was a, a listener feedback, I would uh, say listener feedback. This is an email about something that uh, we haven't discussed on the podcast. I don't think, but way long time ago. I mean, like we're talking maybe six years ago. Uh, I went ahead and chucked uh, uh, some money at a film on uh, on uh, Kickstarter. Called a room full of spoons. Now this was way before uh, uh, Franco got involved with uh, uh, making uh, the disaster artist. This was a documentary, uh, all behind scenes, interviewing people, doing it. You know, uh, either Netflix or HBO style. I don't know. I, there's been no footage released, so I can't tell you about any of the quality. But I, you know, I chucked some money at it. Uh, you know, and put uh, Stinker Madness as one of the uh, the Kickstarter contributors and we were supposed to get our credit or name on the credits as uh, uh, associate producers not not associate producer at the front end but associate producer on the back end with probably like 600 other people so uh however Tommy didn't like it Tommy didn't like what they were doing and so he sued him and this has been going on for the entire time five years in court uh the plaintiffs being or the defendants being the the uh producers of the room full of spoons and the plaintiff being tommy was uh so i got this email it says the plaintiff's case is dismissed the counterclaim of the defense defendants is granted and the plaintiff shall pay to the defendant, Roomful of Spoons, Inc., U.S. $550,000 in compensatory damages, plus CDN, it's Canadian, right, uh, $200,000 in punitive damages. The defendants are entitled to their costs. So they won, uh, the Roomful of Spoons people. Uh, t- you can't sue somebody for for creating art you know uh, uh, it's first fucking amendment shit right uh yeah but i don't know how i feel about it <laughs> because it sucks because tommy was being a total dick because he didn't want everybody to see that he was a total dick but now and, and i'm not sure that that's where the documentary's going is saying hey it, tommy's a total dick but you know i mean i read the disaster artist tommy's a bit of a dick and then he sued somebody for making a film about the production of of The Room. And when it started, uh, the people were very excited because they were all fanboys who went to the theater. They chucked spoons at the screen. They tossed footballs in the aisle. And they were like, we need to make a, a documentary about The Room. Uh, and then Tommy was like, nope, you can't do that. I mean, no, you can't do that. That's you. That's not cool. <laughs> Uh, and he was wrong, but I don't like him now losing some of his money because we have no idea how much money it could be all of his money. It could be a smidgen of his money, but it kind of is sad to me. I don't know. I feel torn. Do you guys have any thoughts to weigh in on that?
2: Uh, if we donated to this thing, are we going to get to actually see this movie now? Yeah. Yeah.
0: We get a uh, uh an actual, like printed copy and everything so sam
1: it's it was a dumb thing for him to do because there's no legal precedent for a documentary being proved as slander right even the ones that are straight up slander right
0: you don't like want to bring attention to it i mean even if they art. are if they are straight up slander you don't You you most people that are smart and have good attorneys are just like I'm staying away from that because if I get involved, I'm just going to draw attention to it. Barbara Streisand's house, right?
1: mm
0: mm-hmm. um, When are we going to get to see this thing? Jackie, I don't know. You, God, you're just full of answers they, tonight. They, they just won no a nerf lawsuit. Bat,
2: they no Nerf bat up your butthole. won a lawsuit, and uh, you expect
0: answers for me.
2: I, I know, but I'm just so disappointed. No He-Man, no uh, nerf, but, nerf bat up your butthole. Okay. Uh, no date on this. I mean, it's just kind of like one of those hanging on by the fingernails.
0: Okay. Didn't do my job. Thanks for throwing me under the bus. But can we please talk about this Uh -uh. thing for right this second? Um, I don't have a date on you. It could be six months. It could be 10 years because they probably haven't edited a single fucking thing because they've been in fucking court this entire
2: time. So did they get everybody from the cast or just, I don't know. Because, oh, okay.
0: again, I haven't seen any of it because they haven't been able to release anything of it because of an injunction by Tommy Wiseau. I'm going back so, to Sam because he's got better commentary. What, when do we get to see it?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Never! Six months.
0: All right. Screw you guys. Uh, fans, uh, if you didn't know about that, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts. On that. Uh, So shoot us an email. Talk at stinkermadness.com and uh, let us know where you weigh in on uh, Tommy's actions. Um, I do have some listener feedback now.
2: Is it about a Nerf bat?
0: Well, you're going to have to wait and find out or I'll just sit here
2: and... uh, Okay, I'll be quiet. I promise. Flip
0: through my phone because I don't know how things work online. Uh, It's a follow-up from... Uh, Mark Clegg, if you remember, he hello, wrote Mark Last episode, uh, from England, and had some uh, uh, recommendation on English stickers.
2: Oh, that's right. I try to do a really crappy accent
0: every time. <laughs> uh, Mark says, "Hello,
2: Governor." Right? Okay, I just had to do it for you, Mark. I'm sorry. Yep,
0: that that one's okay. Uh, Mark Clegg says, "Hello again from Mary England." To say that I was a cocka hoop to hear my email read, a uh, cocka hoop. A cocka
2: hoop. That is a dick that's doing a hula hoop. It's that big.
0: I think it means he was The Hula Hoop or
2: the Dick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go with not the hula hoop. It's more like a cock ring that they bought that didn't fit. And then he's like, look what I can do. Well,
0: if you have a big dick and you try to hula hoop and your dick is bigger than the hula hoop comparatively, you're going to have a hard time. It's just got to be long so
2: that you can hula hoop it around your dick. You do want a long one. Yeah. 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 It's got to be a long dick or, you know, because it doesn't matter if it's fat. It's just got to be a long dick. I mean, it can be like one inch diameter. Mm -hmm. But like eight feet long, and then you're <laughs> like, yeah, look at me, hula hoop on this thing.
0: Sam's uh, prehensile
2: and all of penis. a sudden, that's
1: now a good superpower,
0: <laughs> right, right? Right? All of a sudden, after this many years, you can <laughs> hula hoop if you have a prehensile penis. All right, uh, to say that I was a hoop to hear my email read on the show would be a taunting Sam about would be an taunting Sam about being poor. Uh, but I want to show you that my remark was entirely tongue in cheek. It was only prompted by my sympathy for Sam.
2: Oh, so he, he's saying right now, fuck you, Sam, you're poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, you're says, a poor son of a bitch with a salsa can for a mic says, stand. If
0: only Jackie would stop cutting off people's emails while Justin's reading them. Uh, if he's okay with it, then so am I. And believe me, if I was offended by something as trivial as that, I don't think I could listen to your show at all. Because there's a definition yeah, no. point.
1: The easily offended are not listeners. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm pretty easily offended, and I'm the goddamn host. So you know, I don't know. Sam expressed interest in getting some recommendations for the British sex comedies that I mentioned, and as this is a bit of a passion mine, I am more than happy to oblige. Uh, the foundation... Does it
2: say oblige?
0: It literally does. It says O-B-L-I-G-E, uh, Obligee. Uh, mm-hmm. The foundation of this genre are the Carry On films. Carry On, in capitalization.
2: Carry on my wayward uh, son. It
0: has nothing to do with England.
2: You'll we'll be you...
1: there when you watch movies. Do you know
0: anything about Carry On? Yeah,
1: in fact, I'm going to do one of the Carry Ons. They did a pirate one. And, or no, it's their, the Columbus. They do a oh. Columbus one, and it was, it's like ex post facto after they kind of, the troop split up for a number of years. All right. And it's supposed to be horrendous, but very entertaining. I don't know if that one is a sex comedy about Columbus. That would be interesting.
0: Okay, well, when you do that, I would like you to do a really good write-up uh, of uh, Sam's Boring Bullshit for the Carry On group. Like, I need to know if they're like, the Brownlings or uh, 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 what's the Canadian group uh, sex TV second uh, or no second, second city, city Chicago.
1: Yeah. And then uh, what was uh, SCTV's SCTV, the Canadians.
0: TV. Right, right, right. Yeah. Find out more about them. Uh, okay. Let's go on to this comprising of 30 films made from between. Oh, I guess he's going to do the boring bullshit for you. Comprising of about 30 films made between 1958, and 1978, uh, which is a good clip. That's, You know, two and a half a year or something like that. Uh, And an ill-advised 31st made in 1992. (laughs) Uh, It's a series of unrelated comedies, each based around a theme or genre. The only commonalities they share are Peter Rogers as producer and Gerald Thomas as director for all 31 films, composer Eric Rogers, 22 films, and a stable of character actors that were mixed and matched throughout the series. Each film title was Carry On, Something, and the comedy was typically bawdy British, seaside postcard humor with heavy emphasis on uh, sexual innuendo, double entendre, and farce. Often punchlines would be emphasized with music cues or cartoon style sound effects, like uh, slide whistles or twanging springs, and frequently men would clumsily dress up as women for some convoluted reason. The closest thing I can describe them as to you guys would probably not know would be the Benny Hill show.
1: If that ill-advised one in 92 is the Columbus one that I'm going to pick eventually.
0: Okay. All right. All right.
1: I think so. I think we're talking about the same thing. This could be more fuel for your wrong idiot later, but.
0: Man, uh, I will say that uh, Mark Clegg does a pretty good job of uh, writing up a description about an entire genre made by a single company of film. Maybe he should actually do this show instead of us, <laughs> because he's better at it. I- I've got a Don't question shush. for Mark.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, you two. I've got a question for Mark. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's the deal with Elvis Presley in Whitby? Okay. Why yeah. do they have a whole shop dedicated to Elvis Presley? Yeah. All right.
0: She's already headed there, boys.
2: I just want to know, yeah. why is England so because obsessed I've, with Elvis? We've
0: already talked about this on the podcast. Everybody loves Elvis. It's not just England. It's everywhere.
2: Well, I don't know. I don't have any Elvis stores in my town.
0: You do, actually. They're called thrift stores. Sam?
2: And wait, Elvis store? What? Mm-hmm. So, so in Whitby, Sam, there was this gift shop that we went into, and it was kind of by uh, the ocean, and it was nothing but... uh. It was nothing but, like, Elvis memorabilia, like, play The Elvis store had nothing but Elvis stuff? My yeah. God.
1: My God.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I
1: kind of want to know what the deal is.
0: They like Elvis. People
1: like Elvis. People Japan like Elvis. Japan's got a bunch of Elvis shit, too. Elvis is big everywhere.
0: Uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug our older episodes, A, to my wife, uh, because we literally had this uh, conversation a few years ago. Uh, I have more. <gasps> The series got bodier as it progressed, with the early entries being rather mild and the later ones verging on soft porn. Uh, the last of the main thirty wasn't was titled "Carry On Emmanuel," and it stinks. Oh, really?
2: It was it based off that movie Emmanuel? Yeah, so
0: is it a spoof? That's that's dicey. Okay. Mm. However, within the middle. Uh, of that are some genuinely good films, and even though the budgets of them are always low, they would sometimes look quite lavish due to the filmmaker's creativity, which we like. Carry on, Cleo reused sets and costumes from the Elizabeth Taylor Cleopatra. You saw that. You watched that whole thing, didn't you?
2: I did. Yeah. Um, it it did have some really good sets and costumes. Mm-hmm. So that w- that one would be interesting to watch.
0: Yeah. Uh, the carry on films are a major cornerstone in British comedy and although critics have always been rather sniffy about them they remain massively popular and are regularly shown on TV most of these films are available in their entirety on YouTube Mm. although sadly not uh, uh, streaming that I can see they are about a dozen of there are about a dozen of the full movies plus some others collected in this YouTube list and he said gives a link I'll put it on the show notes uh going to break this email up and come back to it next week because uh there's an in- entirely other group of uh body sex comedies from the england's that uh we need to talk about should but, we uh, ask
2: mark if he can hula hoop
0: uh we should go ahead uh, uh
2: mark see. can you hula hoop yeah. with your wiener i mean <laughs> i'm just saying we were talking about that right oh, before we got into your oh, email wrote so. back
0: no that's insane nobody can do that
2: He's like, why are you such a fucking pervert? I'm obsessed with wieners. Uh, He says, in Whitby at the
1: Elvis store, they have cock-sized hula hoops. (laughs) They say Elvis right on them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I like this. Uh, P.S. Chopper is slang for penis.
2: (laughs) Yes! No wonder we're so popular in Britain. Uh, Wieners rule! What?! chopper that's insanity
0: get to the penis i guess that's i guess that's where (laughs) we're at now guys (laughs) sure uh sam you got a you got a sando takes on this week i do okay love to hear it
1: this week on sando takes on sando does not take on elon musk he takes on the internet as a whole for being surprised about Elon Musk yeah, being a coked you know. out weirdo, right? Can you believe what he named his kid? I can.
0: Uh, can give, you give everybody give everybody the headline there, Sammy?
1: That he named his kid. What was it? Uh, something a a twelve.
0: Yeah, something a Nerf e Nerfat a e space X-12, x hyphen twelve. I think is what it is.
1: Okay, no, it's X space the AE symbol that's like an or whatever, but it's just right. like eh, right. right? And then space A twelve, like one adam twelve. Maybe he likes that cop show. Maybe and mom liked it. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't care for Wouldn't
0: it. Wouldn't name my kid after it. That's for sure. This no,
1: kid's getting
2: a name change as soon as he can.
0: I don't know.
1: His, dude. Well, let's. Did he really do that, or is he just being a coked out weirdo again? Is but he yeah, being it's a X A twelve. Everyone's like, how do you, how can you possibly pronounce it? And it's like, well, it's, yeah, it's not really phonetic, but there's an X, there's a space, there's a, and then there's a space and then there's a (laughs) 12. How my my
2: God, how would you pronounce that? Yeah.
0: Okay. Now I see it.
2: You know, anytime that kid goes for a job interview, they'll be like, you know what? I'm so fucking tired of these spam resumes that we get.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Except for he's never going to go for a job interview because he's Elon Musk's
2: kid. Uh, But I like that
0: Jackie Sam started out by saying, I'm taking on the Internet for taking on uh, Elon Musk's kid. And the first thing you do when you find out about this is you go straight to the kid. (laughs) So go ahead, Sam. Jackie's the Internet. Take her on. I just feel bad
2: for him. For the kid? Yeah.
1: I mean, barring any real coked-out weirdness where he loses all of his money, the kid's going to be fine. Right. Uh, also, what? why would you be surprised at anything that Elon Musk does at this point?
2: Well, because mostly I don't know who that is. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, well, She's not into the tech side of things, Sam, and that's okay. Not everybody is. Well, that's...
1: I just... Well, I guess... But at the same time, he dominates the internet with his coked-out
2: weirdness. Well, I don't read the internet.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, it, he's a good thing to stay away from.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He we really should is. ask him about Nerf bats. Oh, <laughs> no, we shouldn't. <laughs> I don't think we
1: should. No, that's a real bad Actually, idea. he might use Nerf bats instead of side mirrors on his Tron truck.
0: Right. Right.
1: DeLorean Tron truck.
0: Yeah. No, he's fucking nutty and he I don't I don't think he's a good thing. Like I'm like dude, it's too much cocaine.
1: So it's like in The Watchmen, and I don't remember if it's in the comic. I think it was a little bit better worded in the comic, but in the movie he said I didn't say that God is an American. I right. said there is a God. And he's American. Right. And if that doesn't frighten you, then you're not sane. Right. And at this point, the greatest hope for the future is that guy. And if that doesn't make you frightened, you're insane.
0: Yeah, it's not looking great. Um, Boy, it's I mean, it's looking fucking shitty, dude. Oh, God. Remember the good old days when we had guys like Arthur C. Clark and Carl Sagan that were doing a good job. And, they were
1: actually doing science, not just owning right. science. Yeah, Right? That's the problem, is that people science. are just owning science now. Yeah. Oh, I don't let the scientists talk for themselves. I fucking prance around and talk about smoking weed on the Joe Rogan show.
0: Yeah. Like, like is, is there a point in time where we skipped where science was cool? Like, because you know, back in the Arthur C. Clarke, Carl Sagan days. Yes. Science was very cool for total nerds like Sam and I. Uh, but then there's like this phase that didn't happen. And now Elon Musk and Donald Trump are like, we own the science and you can't testify in front of Congress until the American people, actual information about COVID-19, uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, Did we miss something? Like, was I asleep or what
1: happened? I think it was around the beginning of the Clinton era. And it wasn't necessarily because I like to blame a lot on that guy because I don't like him all that much. But I'm not going to blame anti-intellectualism on him. It was just happening around that time. And then circa 2000 to 2004, like... Anti-intellectualism really hit hard, and we're all like, oh, wait, the pendulum's going to swing back the other way, and it fucking hasn't.
0: It hasn't. and Because people who actually think have gotten too drunk.
2: Don't look at me. Why would you? (laughs) I'm a goddamn doctor. I can drink as much as I want during the day. Yeah, well, you know. And at night. Point proving. And then I'll wake up at 4 o'clock in the fucking morning, not be able to go back to bed, and then wander down to my work computer and start fucking working. Yeah. Which is what I did today. I got a lot of shit done.
1: If I was going to blame anything on Clinton, it wouldn't be anti-intellectualism. But like what he did when that started to take over was he was one of the guys that was like, no, no, we need the conglomeration of wealth. That's going to help us out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Then he played a saxophone. Good.
1: Yeah, he was like, don't pay attention to all this bad stuff. Watch me. Squeal some wrong notes on a sax.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my tongue's tired. I was at Paula Jones' house last night.
0: Yeah. Oh hey oh boomshaka yeah. Um yeah, goddammit, dude. We I wish that we had gone through a phase where science was actually cool. Like I'm like, I don't again, I'm going back to Yang. I don't want him to be president. I just want him to be my best friend because he makes me feel like science could be cool. And yeah. we are like, eh, well, yeah, but maybe he shouldn't lead the country. Maybe he should have like his own like, I don't know, fun TV show like Derek Waters, like uh, like Drunk uh, Science with Andrew Yang.
1: Yeah, uh, failed, failed startups with Andrew Yang. Here's another failed startup that would have been a good idea, but you don't get to fuck a bunch of people out of money, so it didn't work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, goody. Um, no, I don't like this take on, Sam. It makes me feel shitty.
1: <laughs> You're the ones that steered it over here. That's the thing. No, I but
0: just... it was natural because of the Elon Musk. Like, God damn it. I, no, I, I don't. I don't like him doing what he's doing, and we need somebody better. We need Tom Hanks of science. We, you know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah. I know I love Tom Hanks, but seriously, we need Tom Hanks of science.
1: Or we need like I, Alan Alda is fine, right? But Scientific Frontiers on PBS when he's doing it,
0: yeah,
1: he's too old manny about it, right? And he makes the science so unexciting because they're about to like tell you really exciting stuff, and he's like. Wait, I don't get it. Yeah, right. Well, that's that's crazy stuff, guys. Like, man, you are you are a boat anchor on this show, Alan Alda. Come on, buddy. Right, and if Alan Alda some...
0: can't do it, then I don't know what the fuck. Because Neil deGrasse sure as shit can't do it. And I watched that thing on uh, uh, Disney Plus. The the it's basically um, Jeff Goldblum takes on, uh, and I thought Jeff Goldblum was impenetrable. He can't do it. He's no good on the Jeff Goldblum takes on science show. Like, we need a guy or lady who can fucking do this shit and Elon Musk. And he also needs to get super rich and take over the SpaceX thing because Elon needs to go. All right. Well, uh, great. Uh Thing you just did sam i guess debbie downer uh, yeah debbie downer uh we're gonna move on to some more debbie downers because we got streaming do's and don'ts coming up
1: <laughs> starting- or wait we could do sando takes on too arthritis yep i'm getting
2: it <laughs> <laughs> i don't like it um <laughs> starting I with got the it- gout too because <laughs> i eat too much cheese
0: uh, starting with a uh, movie on Amazon Prime currently from the year 2019, starring uh, Willem Dafoe, what, and Robert Pattinson in *The Lighthouse*. Uh, a very highly praised recommendation from one fan and frequent guest of the show, Tucker, who said, "Yeah, I liked it." That's my Tucker, Tucker impression.
2: can eat an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> this was a terrible fucking boring ass. Oh, my God. Kill me now. Movie.
1: Yeah. I can and the only see... good thing
2: about it was the seagulls.
1: I can actually see Tucker's face when you said that. he's like, he would do his little like, wow, whoa, whoa, that's this rough eating an asshole. I just thought I liked that movie. Jeez.
0: See, the, I, I've been thinking about this since we watched The Lighthouse. And the thing, the tough thing about Tucker recommendations is he likes movies too much. You can't you can't like movies too much when you critique them, like because he likes every single
2: movie that's ever. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, I just want to say what would have saved this movie at the very end? Naked Robert Patterson and a seagull running off with his wiener. You don't want to see naked Robert Patterson. I don't want to see that. I want to see a seagull pull off his wiener and fly away. You want to see naked Robert Pattinson because his name is goddamn Pattinson. Whatever. A Twilight guy. Yeah. And I want to see, I don't even care if it's his wiener. I just want to see a seagull, instead of his intestines, like, run off with the wiener.
0: Robert Patterson has got a weird dick. Trust me, I know from experience. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Why did we have to uh, he brought up the wieners and she's been drinking mm-hmm. and we're just never It's going to be the wiener show. COVID number seven, wieners. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's every show. It is
2: the wiener show, the happy wiener show. You can have a short tater tot that busts the sides of a tuna can off. You can have a wiener show, a happy wiener show. You can have an eight-foot thick, but it can only be one inch thick. As you hula hoop your way through stardom every day, this is the wiener show. Show me your wiener (laughs) guilt.
1: Oh my god! So
2: I just made that up on the fly. No that way! Fucked yeah. Up.
0: No, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Then what was that notepad that you were reading off of?
2: Oh, shut up! You're you're ruining my stardom.
1: Like quote unquote made it up, but at the same time, you spend all day singing your own little songs about wieners. So
2: in my head, as I'm working, this yeah. is the Wiener Show.
1: That, that was more of a Today's Best of Wiener Show song. <laughs>
0: uh yeah uh the lighthouse i didn't like it it's a don't (laughs) jaggy it
2: is a don't There's no wieners in it (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm getting towards the end of my drink people i think i'm done with that guy
0: i don't know sam if you know who he is but he's the guy that directed the witch uh from a few years back robert uh i think is his name yeah i'm out i'm out okay yeah, if you couldn't do it with those two guys. I, and you, it looked like he no. shot
2: it on an iPhone.
0: Yeah, because it was supposed to look oldie time. Who Jack, gives you? a shit? No, because it's filmatic. But that, okay. That's probably why Tucker lied. Well, I thought it was a good uh, way to do film. Uh, I like all film. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just love film. Uh, he just wants to hug film. And I can't blame him. I wish I liked film as much as Tucker. But I don't
2: want to hug film. It would probably cut me.
0: Huh. With a <laughs> knife. Okay. Uh, last but not least on streaming do's and don'ts uh, this week, we've got uh, we, Jackie and I finished those arc season three. We're not going to talk about spoilers, Jackie. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I'm just going to go make but, myself another drink.
0: Yeah. I, oh, no, you're not because uh, we're almost done. Um,
2: oh, OK. I, guess I do want to
0: say I do want to say that uh, it was the best season. Uh, they did touch on some things in television that normally isn't touched on and i thought that they handled it very well and very tough tough things it but, made me cry yeah it was it wasn't sad because of
2: oh no no but it, it hit some personal like, things yeah, it,
0: it hit some personal things that uh need to be addressed and uh not by us i mean even though maybe we're the best to talk about oh, it. oh no but, we're too yeah, much without, of an asshole no group. without spoilers it's really tough but um i do want to uh, say that like the whole reason I want to get to it is because now that's, it's not the end of the show. Spoiler alert. Uh, they needed to end there because now we're in this fucking trouble where they're not working. And the time that they normally wouldn't be working, which is like that, like three months that you take off after completing a, a television series. Uh, You go back to work after three months. You take the summer off, and then you go back to work. Guess what? They're not going back to work for another fucking year. So now Ozark season four is going to be like Game of Thrones goddamn season eight. We're waiting two goddamn years, and it's not because it costs too much money. It's because we're all infected with bullshit, and I fucking hate it. That's my rant. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: Uh, Good job.
1: Speaking of, I haven't seen it, but we were talking about Brad Pitt and uh, Paul Rudd being timeless, and Jason Bateman was at home going, you know what, fuck you guys. I look as good as anybody. Jason yeah, Bateman, Bateman looks doesn't annoyed, fucking dude. age.
0: He is ageless. He looks just the same as he did uh, when he started Arrested Development, and I don't know what he looked like before that, because before that, the only time I'd ever seen him was when he looked like Teen Wolf, and uh, he didn't look good then. So I don't, I don't fucking get it. I don't Teen Wolf 2? Yeah, right. I don't know. I, man, Bateman. Um, I should also declare that, uh, I think that, uh, the actress who's Julia Garner, I think is her name, uh, is my favorite character on that show. Uh, I think she's great, and I hope she. She was in Waco. Oh shit, we were gonna do streaming news and notes on Waco, and I was gonna get pissed off about it, but we're low on time, and I need to get pissed off about Waco. So tune in next Coronaisode where Justin gets pissed off about Waco. But I do want to say one more thing about uh, the the uh, the coronavirus fucking everything up as far as television. Jackie and I've been talking about this. Like, what are we gonna watch in six months when no TV's getting made? It's like the writers' strike, right?
1: Just watch Fox News. Yeah.
0: Oh, good. Good. Maybe that's what happened, Sam. Maybe everybody stopped watching Friends and everybody tuned to Fox News and America got fucked up.
1: Amer- everybody stopped watching Friends and started watching Fox and Friends?
0: Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't watch this show. I don't give a fuck about this show. I do respect the hell out of James Spader. Um, but it's network television drama. And if you can't say the F word on television, then I don't want any part of you. Um, the blacklist, you guys familiar with that show? My
1: mom really likes it a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, they're still making it. They're still filming the blacklist with one big C change. It's animated now. That is fucking dumb. It's not fucking dumb. Maybe it's fucking crazy. But it's I don't know if it's gonna be dumb, but it's fucking crazy. Yeah. So I I tip of the hat to them. Like, no, we got we got a story to tell. We don't need to be in the same room. Let's fucking make it work. Just like you are with Zoom meetings, Jackie. Let's fucking make it work. And I, you know, tip of the hat to you guys. I also appreciate Saturday Night Live doing for what they're doing.
1: Uh right now. Animation should have, like, a... It should just have a swell. Right. Because it can still happen. All of it can still happen. And if studios aren't, then, whoops, you missed the boat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Keep making Sort of like
1: nobody being on the road and wanting to get back to work and then not really doing anything about infrastructure when there's nobody on the road. Whoops. Yeah. We missed that
0: one. Right. Oopsie. Mm. Uh, let's bring back Spawn, Sam. HBO's animated Spawn. How about that resurgence?
1: It's okay. You know what? It's not okay. I, it, you know, <laughs> since you want to fill a little bit here, I'll bitch about this. It's not a bad show. It's just for what it cost. And this is one of the things that McFarlane started producing anime specifically for this reason. When he did that show for HBO. He was like, oh, just imagine what we'll be able to do with a domestic, an American domestic budget animation wise. Mm-hmm. And it was costing eight times as much as an anime program. And the animation was five times as minimal because of how much more it costs to do things over here. Right. And he was like, well, that was a total backfire. And now produces like a... Uh, Full Metal Alchemist, specifically, is one that he produced, I believe.
0: Tom McFarland did that.
1: He produced it. He just got basically a, his name on it, got some money towards him, made sure that they were doing more like a, a low-end anime will do, like two hundred shots in an episode, and he was wanting it to be more like three hundred and fifty shots, and then a lot more uh, key frames, so that when the action happens, it's not just a bunch of still frames with moving lips over and over again, but there's a lot of actual animation per episode.
0: Yeah. uh, No, I, I think I, I, I see, I get what you're saying. And now I do believe is the time for a lot more animation. Like, like, and you know, Disney got ahead of it maybe with, with that uh, new couple seasons of clone wars. I guess it's just one season, you know, the, the, Star Wars bullshit, but, uh, you know, if you can't make your show and if it doesn't fuck up your, uh, you know, idiom to have it be animated, I saw some of the stills from it. It actually looked pretty fucking cool. And huh. I have no interest in the blacklist, right? You know, because it's network television, but it looked pretty fucking like noir kind of. I was like, eh, okay, maybe. And we just, you know, the the Spider-Man, uh, uh, the end of the Spider-Verse thing, maybe, maybe you know, like okay, we can't work in the same room, but you know what? We can be in the same room. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I, it would be a welcome thing if animation bounced back because there was a point 10, 15 years ago when I was really trying to force anime on everybody and nobody wanted to watch it but me, but I was like, look at what they're doing over there versus what we're doing over here, and the problem was is that other people that weren't my friends were listening. And then it became this thing that you could sell any anime program. And they started going down to like 150 shots a show. They, they got caught into the gold rush. And then all of a sudden, most anime programs over the last 10 years have just been all filler.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there's hardly any that you can find that are any good. And also uh, Satoshi Khan dies. And then there's no one pushing the envelope anymore because he was, doing outrageous things with minimal budgets in terms of how much work was going into them. But it was also because he was doing most of that keyframe work himself.
2: So I've got a question, Sam, um, on Netflix, there is a vampire series.
0: (laughs) Is it any good? (laughs) No, I've Uh, watched it. I watched the
2: first season of it, but I can't remember what it is. I think it's like Transylvania or the Castlevania. Yeah. Castlevania. And I really liked it and I'm kind of curious. I've only watched the first season, so no spoilers. What did you think about it?
0: Simon dies at the end.
1: Yeah. uh, No, it's after it's a descendant. Anyway, Uh, I watched it as well. Castlevania is on that sort of, there was a, Marvel had teamed up with Studio 4C to do some programs in Japan, and they were the same way. They're like, well, if you have an American budget, but the work's still happening over there, all of a sudden we can get up back to those high shot counts. Mm -hmm. and high keyframe counts and the animation can be really good and that's what happened with Castlevania is the same thing. It's sort of a little bit more budget. They, I believe, are actually on that one, it's more of a cumulative effort in terms of the drawings and the uh, actual shot photography of the animation or whether it's happening completely in computers but uh, those are very high shot count. That's a very good program and it's actually written by uh,
2: Warren Ellis Hmm. Really, I really do yes. like the storyline, and I know that they've released a second season. I just haven't gotten around to it, but I really like the first one. And so I, I was just curious because I don't know a lot of people that watch Japanimation animation, and I, <laughs> I, uh, she I did it. What? I, I dabble in it because I think it's great.
1: Yeah.
2: And I don't know. Am I am I wrong? Am I calling yeah, it something it, bad? Yeah,
0: it's, it's not called Japanimation. animation. It's called anime. Uh, Or just animation in general. (laughs) I'm (laughs) sorry. (laughs) I apologize.
2: (laughs) I didn't know. Oh, okay. I'm ignorant. I thought it was called Jap Animation. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like how you, there's an accent note above the A when you say it, too.
1: One of the things that Marvel was doing that same thing bigger budget, higher shot count. And oddly enough, in theirs, Warren Ellis was sort of at the writer's chair. Or not really completely at the writer's chair, but he was making all of the story decisions on those uh, Marvel shows as well. So, Warren Ellis is kind of one of the best people in anime right now, and he's a English guy who writes comic books. Yeah, I wish we... And very strange we, novels.
0: I wish we do some, uh, some MCU stuff with animation, uh, uh, not... The actual MCU, not like like we're adapting fucking uh Secret Wars or some shit. But like sure. Moon Knight would be a great character uh that, that hasn't been touched. Obviously there's the Blade, which who is supposed to come back. Um uh, uh uh maybe Mrs. Mar or not uh Mrs. Marvel, but Ms. Marvel. Um the uh the West Coast Avengers, you could always do shit with that. Let's let's do some more animation. Uh I'm a huge fan of that idea. It's just whether people can actually get off the couch uh, and actually get anything done because I thought that there was going to be a revolution as far as like uh, uh mod creation for for video games that I play. And boy, has it been stagnant on that shit. I think we're all just too drunk to do anything.
2: I would like to know, um, I saw a, a trailer for a movie, for a Marvel movie mm. that stars Jared Leto, Leto. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's like a, Bat guy?
0: He's he's choker face bat space.
2: <laughs> is that is that part of the um anime world no. what? that it's Marvel called... is is moving into? No.
1: It's called 30 seconds to why do I still have a career?
2: <laughs> ah okay, got it.
0: Uh, Sorry. Before, yeah, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, lady.
1: Uh before we break subject, because if there is anybody that's an animation fan listening out there, they're like freaking out right now because I talked about Warren Ellis and Marvel and I'm like, oh, those were really good and it was in, in con- conjunction with uh, different studios in Japan specifically 4C was because I really like 4C I think they're a great uh, great studio but in general DC's animated offerings and there's a ton of them are fucking great DC's knocking it out of the park with their animation right now I agree it's I just that agree. They're not knocking it out of the park with anything else. And then no one's paying attention to the animation. Their Batman shit right I now is am, fucking fantastic.
0: Dude. Anytime I see the bat man, man, I'm in, uh, I've watched, uh, all, all the things that I've seen on the, the prime prime's got a shitload of them, uh, of the DC stuff. Uh, that's like, not all of it's great. I didn't really like the Superman versus Shazam, uh, but uh, the the Batman shit's solid as shit because Batman's always solid. It's super easy. Uh, Jackie, we got to wrap this shit up. I'm cutting to you. What you got for spookies?
2: Okay, finally. You two fuckers have stopped talking. Stanley Hotel.
0: Stanley Hotel. You go there. And a guy at the front gate says, "Welcome to Stanley Hotel, Excelsior."
1: <laughs> no. Actually, what happens is, is you walk through the front door, and you're haunted by a ghost that is actually just a six foot disembodied penis.
0: Stanley, I don't get it.
1: No, because it's a Wiener show.
0: Oh, yeah, it's right. a the wiener, wiener show. show. Right. No, okay. no,
2: boys, this is in Estes Park, Colorado, a place I have been, where the deer and the elk and the moose come in and to the town and they have signs all over that say, hey, don't pet the wildlife, you stupid fox. I'll bite your fucking... Uh, because I'll charge you and uh, spear you in the wiener.
0: Okay, right, yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, what most of our listeners will probably know the Stanley Hotel for is it was the hotel of Stephen King's The Shining. Nuff said.
0: Another Stanley shout out. Yeah.
2: So, in 1974... Stephen King and his wife stay in the presidential suite at uh, Stanley Hotel.
0: Wait, do, and they're uh, on, closing this
2: hotel do, down, do, so it's do, very minimal. Back, shush. Back,
0: no, I need to know something. Do all hotels have a presidential suite cuz that seems like kind of a big deal like the presidential suite?
2: I don't know. But it was the nicest room in the hotel. Yeah, well, obviously they it's were the also suite. they were also the only guests because they oh. were scaling down for the winter, so they had a skeleton crew oh, there, and okay, they were getting right. ready to shut down the hotel. All right, all right. I'm waiting just in case Sam has something to say. Okay. Excelsior! Excelsior! Okay, so he had a nightmare that his young son was being chased down this long hallway by a predatory fire hose.
1: The wiener. Uh, yeah, it, it was wiener. a
2: long wiener has, that was yep. expelling he stuff. We have the show, oh, uh, and he was scared. So, let's get into some history of this hotel, okay? okay. So, it was built in 1909. It was a long ass time was ago. a long ass time ago, and it has 420 rooms. It's it's a, this and huge it a mansion thing, right? And if you've ever seen The Shining, they make it seem like it's on top of a hill. No, you drive into town, you look up, and there it is, right? It's not on this, like, fucking deserted area. It's...
0: Yeah, I... Well, uh,
2: you I could park in the parking then. lot. Why would you go there? Yeah, right before the hotel. So, the hotel's up on the thing. If you drive up the road, you can get to the hotel. It's maybe half a mile from the actual town of Estes. Okay. Okay, so it doesn't have this big maze or anything. It has some pretty sweet gardening, but not this big maze that's in the movie. Uh. So, the owner... Was Mr. Stanley.
0: Hi, I'm Mr.
2: Stanley. I didn't bother What's to write down his first name. name. Mr. Burns, Can you. Do so? <laughs> <laughs> so he dies after he builds this immaculate mansion hotel uh, in 1940.
0: Okay. Not after. I mean, that's quite a few years yeah. after. <laughs> so
2: he haunts the receptionist desk. What? No, he doesn't. Yeah, he likes the receptionist desk. Me. But his wife, Flora, haunts the piano in the music room
1: yeah
2: and she likes to play piano for no reason so the piano will just start playing
0: you guys ever seen pictures of flora she'll haunt your nightmares she's got uh, she's got i don't know i got nothing on okay yeah
2: be quiet okay so other things that people have reported shadowy figures when they were drunk uh, eerie laughter when they were drunk? <laughs> hold on hold on.
0: wait it was that ad lib or is that actually in the article yeah I was wasted and I saw shadowy figures Ooh.
2: <laughs> no that was ad lib okay, but they okay. do say shadowy figures
0: right.
2: uh, eerie laughter one man reported that he heard a bunch of kids outside playing and laughing and he looked out the window there were no children there the hotel was nearly empty and then he went and walked the grounds and couldn't find any kids mm. Maybe he was a pedophile. I don't know. Oh,
0: that's come on, man.
2: Uh they say that there's flickering lights. Maybe it he was never a lumberjack. Be that it, yeah. See? <laughs> lumberjack. Right. Uh flickering lights would can never be that the hotel was built in nineteen oh nine. Right, right. And items moving on their own, including a bartender. Or no, he wasn't a bartender. He was some <laughs> a, a bartender item. moving on his own. What kind of item are you? I'm a bartender. I'm actually a human being. So this dude was down in the main ballroom, and he was restocking the bar. It was late at night. He was there by himself. The only other person that was there was uh, the receptionist desk. Okay. And all of the bottles in the bar start shaking like an earthquake. But there's not an earthquake, and he's down there alone. So he pees on the floor and runs. Mm -hmm. I made that up. (laughs) No. Uh, So that's items moving on their own. So, like, there was one uh, story where a couple who were not married stayed there, and there had been a maid who had almost died in a fire in 1920, okay, and she worked there until she was 90 years old, and she died yeah. on the property.
0: Whoa!
2: And... So they weren't married, so they felt this wedge in between them the whole night, and then they finally fell asleep. And all of their bags were packed up and outside of their get door. the
0: fuck out, you fornicating sons of bitches!
2: Exactly.
0: Put it. Put your penis in her butt. That's not sex. You can do that. No, you get away from that vagina. God's watching.
2: <laughs> God's watching, and he don't care about that butt one bit.
0: Don't care about the bit!
2: No. So, let me tell you guys something else. Oh, my God. Elf. Elf. On the fourth floor, it's said to be the spookiest. Okay.
0: Okay? Four is a very spooky number.
2: If you buy the Ghost Adventure Package.
0: (laughs) God damn it. Of course. Of course, if you buy the Ghost Adventure Package. Floor number four. What's on floor number four? Well, that's where there's no rooms. So that's where we're going to put you fucking ghost dork.
2: It gets better. It gets better. You can stay on the fourth floor. Okay. And they give you a coffee mug that you can take home with you that says red rum.
0: (laughs) Very spooky. Very, very spooky.
1: You know, there actually was, uh, I I know I know what you're talking about because there was somebody that was like, oh, they're, they're, uh. They're really exploiting the ghosts with this extra charge for the the tour package. You know who that was?
2: Hmm. Carol fucking basket! <laughs> oh, no!
0: I swear to God you were going to say Elon Musk. Uh, but ahead. you're
2: right, Sam. They do offer. Even if you're not going to stay on the fourth floor, you can get a ghost package. A ghost tour. God. I'm a ghost sorry. Package? I've, I've
0: got a ghost That's package. a wiener
2: joke again. <laughs> That's a wiener that you can't see. Uh, they offer ghost tours and they end at midnight. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you you two about the spookiest thing of all. Are you ready? This is going to finish okay. on my story. I don't want you guys to get scared and pee yeah. your chairs.
0: I'm about to pee, not from being scared though.
2: Okay. So in 2018...
0: Oh, fuck. That's very scary.
2: Yeah. A, tooth, a truly spooky thing happened. Okay. There was a visitor... A black bear! Ooh. Who wandered around the lobby and like sat on the couches what? and did whatever the fuck he wanted and ate the mints out of the drawer by the reception desk and uh, uh, helped himself to some fake plants.
0: Was, and... was nobody there?
2: No, the receptionist was recording, and this bear just fucking wandered in and was uh, like, "I gotta know." Would I'm he... gonna sit on this chair and then Would I'm he gonna he eat your mints. Did
0: he sat like sit like a person? Because sometimes bear will sit like bears. Will yeah. Sit on like oh that's fucking awesome uh, depending on what day.
2: youtube video you find you see these different things of the bear and he's like checking out statues and kind of yes. pawing at him and uh that's probably the spookiest thing that's ever happened is that you come <laughs> downstairs you're like my water's nowhere oh my fucking god it's a bear fuck <laughs> and the bear's like fuck you i'm here for the plants and the leather
0: seats oh uh, yeah when does the tour start said the bear <laughs>
1: The bear's like, Hope you didn't want any mints.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey da boo. <boo-ba-da-boo. laughs> I ate them. And the receptionist.
0: <laughs> if only I could find a his basket.
2: Uh our- I actually wanted to spend uh one of my birthdays at Estee's hotel, but we ended up going uh some oh, we ended up going to Disneyland yeah. instead because I wanted to include my niece and nephew and they were too young to be spooked by a by a black bear. i don't know if anybody's
0: too young to be spooked by a black bear
2: they were like oh no there's a black bear there that hangs down the lobby and eats mints we can't go there that's lame they're (laughs) not
1: too young to be spooked by a black bear they're too young to be spooked by a black bear and not be scarred by for life by it
0: right
2: it looked like it has some sharp claws. But, you know, honestly, it didn't clop the furniture, so who knows? Yeah, who knows?
0: Uh, all right, let's wrap this, guys, up. Again, that's the second time I've done that two weeks in a row. Um, I'd like to thank my producers, uh, Cream de Minthe, and our sound editor, uh, Bach LeVa. Uh, I don't,
2: yeah. What you gonna do when your boyfriend's out of town? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? <laughs> okay. I'm just singing back up so you can continue your weirdness
0: on Monday. We will have a new show for you where we'll actually record about a movie. uh, whose fucking turn is it?
2: It's my turn, and we're gonna do that cat, oh in yeah, space.
0: yeah yeah, yeah, the cat yeah. from outer space <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jackie's gone back to picking good movies again
0: <laughs> I
2: don't think this it's gonna is gonna be, be awesome. Uh, you know what inspired me is that there was this, we went over to our friend's house and they have yeah, cats, right? And we told, don't like cats. Told the story already. Uh, well, maybe they didn't listen to that episode, no. but they put out this catnip and I watched these cats like fucking freak the fuck out. And I'm like, that's how Hollywood does it. And every time I see a cat do that on this movie, I'm going to be like, catnip. I'm going to do a catnip count.
0: I don't think that's going to happen.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Uh,
0: you guys have a great week. Stay safe out there. Stay at home. Get to the chopper. Stay in the chopper or get to the penis, as it were.